I can't get a... Actually, <laughs> a baby did that yesterday next door. There was this baby crying and it was like... And then it just went... And I died laughing, dude. Anyway, guys, welcome back to the pod. We're doing it. I'm in hotel quarantine in Darwin, sweating my gooch off. Hope you're well, because I'm wet. (laughs) Yes. So it seems. Welcome back to the podcast. That is right. uh, Coming to you from the hottest place in Australia. Probably. Probably not, actually. I think Cooper PD might be. But in the hottest state, territory, I should say. It's not a state. But do people get mad about that up here? Not a goddamn state. We're not like you with your states, all right? This is our territory. I don't know if people get strange about that. But uh, I haven't been here since I was in year eight, actually. But it's good to be back in Darwin. I am in hotel quarantine because I'm fleeing yet another border to try and make my shows possible. I'll get into that in a sec. Don't worry. All will be explained. I understand that's confusing. Don't worry. I'm as surprised as you are. If you had have told me four days ago, Luke, you'll be in Darwin. I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. I don't have a show there. Why would I go to Darwin? And, um, Hey, that thank God that didn't happen because that would have aged like milk. Uh, guys, we have to do a sound effect. Um, realize I didn't get one ready. Reese isn't here. Reese is in uh, Melbourne. Um, so yeah, I got to hang on. Jeez, when Reese isn't here, everything just goes to shambles. I don't even know if this looks good. I don't have a light. Guys, probably, probably more of an audio episode today. I'm not saying leave the video. Um, I'll do a lot of physical stuff to keep you here. I just, it's not going to look good. Oh, I wonder if you can hear me, the old bloke. Oh, I actually don't know. If we, I need to talk about him later. So let's hope he stays. Sorry, there's a lot. We have a lot of neighbors and one of them is like an old guy who keeps telling Jewish jokes because uh, he knows I'm a comedian. It is, oh, he's still outside. Not sure how soundproof these rooms are, but uh, oh, don't want to test it. So <laughs> the sound effect for this week was uh, sent in two seconds ago by a listener named Luke Kidgel. Um, all right, this one comes in from Luke to start off the pod. Let's do it. <laughs> that was great. I think that was our, I believe that was an impression of a hand sanitizer bottle being squelched, uh, which is really good. It's almost like he's really trying to jam that in every piece of content he can, including his stand-up show this year, just because it's his one impression that he can do well. That and almost can almost do a Russian and propel patine um, from Star Wars, but do it. Feel your anger. Give me vodka, you know. Uh, so yeah, great, great sound effect. Thanks for sending that in, Luke. Much appreciated. Keep them coming in. Uh, I will maybe have one for next week. Probably not. Actually, I'm not going to promise that because I know I won't. So uh, maybe the week after when Reese gets back, he'll figure that out. Uh, Luke podcast at gmail.com for any correspondence. Now, how did I end up in Darwin? It's a good fucking question. So I'm just going to put my feet up before I tell this yarn because it's a, it's a story. Um, it's a story that actually starts, well, I mean, it kind of starts at 10 p.m. on Friday night 
when we booked the flight and then the flight was for 8 a.m. the next day. That's when we decided to go. But so on, on the Thursday, it kind of starts on Wednesday, really. It was when, dude, COVID wasn't even a thing in Melbourne, like as much, like on Tuesday. No one was really talking about it. We thought we were over the wave. It was just in New South Wales. Then on Wednesday, I get to work and everyone's like, there's been a few cases the last couple of days or today even. There might be a lockdown tomorrow. And we're like, oh, shit. So we, um, yeah, go to work. We then try and do as many podcasts as possible. Lewis and I are like, all right, we'll stay around later and record more episodes in case shit gets bad. Great call. We're getting good at predicting the future with this stuff. Um, so that's good. And then Thursday, I have my Bendigo show. We then go in and do more episodes on Thursday because uh, we predicted there was going to be a lockdown. At this point, had no intention of traveling to Darwin. I just needed to get to Perth. So I was like, all right, I'll apply to go to Perth to leave on Friday. So Friday morning, I think, you know, that's right. I didn't get time to apply on Thursday because I had my Bendigo show. It got announced on the way to Bendigo that lockdown was going to happen. We, we thought it was happened. It might happen. It, would, it was rumored in the afternoon. So we packed our things. We're like, that's right. We can still do the Bendigo show. So we go out. Dude, I didn't even know if people would show up because it was like the night before lockdown. Everyone showed up. It was like the most packed show I've ever done, which is not great the night before a lockdown. Like if someone had have had it, in the room, oh boy, I'm kind of glad I'm in quarantine, to be honest, after that, it was sardine cans, like, packed in this room, I mean, it was legal, we did everything legal, right, because it was in regional Victoria, they haven't had, hadn't actually had a case out there, so, um, it was all good, but it was weird, like, it was, I had to then be back in Melbourne by midnight, we sped down the highway, and I made it with two minutes to spare i got home at 11 58 p.m before the lockdown start sorry lockdown started 11 59 then anyway we tried to go to perth they shut their borders we then were like all right where else can we go for two weeks so we can try and do perth because this perth show guys you better come it's a thousand seats we've already over half sold it um so you it's going to be the biggest show i've ever done already i've never even done over 420 people i don't think at my own show, so it's already the biggest show I've ever done, I, we're going to sell it out, I'm telling you, we're, we're going to get close at least, so I'd appreciate if you got down, um, or anyone you know in Perth, drag them along, uh, we're doing the Regal Theatre, that's on August 7th, so I was like, this show has to go ahead, for a couple of reasons, one, I really want to fucking do it, this is going to be so cool, um, I was going to have Lewis come and open for me. We'd already booked his flights and stuff. He wanted to come. Now that's not going to be happening, unfortunately, because COVID's a bitch. But I was like, that's cool. I can just come uh, and still do it. I'm going to do everything in my power. So we start looking up which places we can go to in Australia to maybe do two weeks quarantine in uh, who don't have a hard border. The only place that didn't have a hard border when we left was Darwin. So like, fuck it. Within an hour of us deciding it, we booked a flight for the next morning at 8am. We packed our lives into a suitcase for the next two and a half months and we just left, Meg and I, um, the next morning. And dude, we got here and because I had like an hour and a half sleep to get here because we were just packing shit on out, cleaning our house. Imagine trying to like just jam your life into 23 kilos, which I didn't do successfully got stung a hundred bucks at the airport for excess baggage. So we got to the terminal 
boom, Qantas were like, um, another $100, please. Fuck you. Didn't pack correctly. Packed in a rush. I'll be honest, forgot about the kilo weight until I put my baggage on the terminal. Wasn't really thinking about that. I was just like, yeah, do I need my skateboards? Fuck yeah, jam them in. And um, money well spent. It cost me $100 to bring two skateboards here. But I needed my tripod, so that, that was probably half the weight. I'll be honest, if I hadn't have ha- packed the skateboards, probably would have been under the bag weight. I stand by it. It was a good call. What about if I need a shred when I'm in Perth? You never know when you need a shred. That's all about the shred lifestyle. Um, but isn't it insane that I... Want, so the Friday morning, I try and book a flight. Oh, that's right. We booked a flight to Perth for Friday night on Friday morning. And then our application didn't get passed. So we cancelled it, then booked a flight to Darwin. Do you know how crazy that is? So Thursday night, I don't think I'm traveling anywhere. Then Friday morning, I'm like, all right, maybe tonight we'll be in Perth. And then by the end of Friday night, I'm like going to Darwin at 8 a.m. I feel like one of those like those freaks before COVID that booked those mystery flights. Do you guys remember that? When you could just book a mystery flight somewhere, like Jetstar would be like, it's a hundred bucks and we'll just jam you on a flight and fly you anyway. You can do it internationally or domestic. Imagine the risk of packing a suitcase. You don't know what climate you're going to. This is a real thing that happened, right? I don't know how popular it was but i just remember always seeing ads like and all these people were like that's a get on a mystery flight imagine if you packed your suitcase like let's go on a holiday it doesn't matter where we'll figure it out when we get there let's be spontaneous and then you end up in like uganda in a conflict between two warlords you've never heard of and then all of a sudden someone hands you an ak-47 and you're fighting next to a nine-year-old and you're like oh shit this isn't the Maldives. What the fuck? <laughs> That's all I could ever think. We're like, yeah, booking a mystery flight is a little bit exciting. Oh, what about if we go to Bali or Thailand? What about if you don't? What about if you end up in North Korea and you can never leave again? Imagine if Jetstar were running mystery flights to like dictatorships. Just like, well, serves you right for booking an $80 flight. Now, here's 40 more years of oppression. Suck shit, dude. Should have flown virgin. <laughs> I feel like one of those dickheads who I just like, I always just never know where I'm going to be. Like, I feel like you could spin a wheel and you stop it. I'm like, where am I going to be next week? I have no idea. I can't tell my friends. You know, my friends are like, all right, lockdown should be ending soon. Uh, let's all book in this pub to go out. And I'm like, oh, I can't. They're like, oh, are you busy that night? I'm like, yeah, I'm in Darwin because I don't even have time to tell people where I am. Like I called my mom on the way to the airport. I was like, hey, uh, sorry, we we're kind of packing you all night. We're, we're, I'm off to Darwin. She's like, oh, when? Like after the lockdown's over, I was like, now. I'm at Terminal 2. You know? <laughs> Actually, Terminal 1, guys. It was Qantas. Must be nice. Um, doing very well. No, I'm not doing well, but Qantas was the only uh, airline doing last minute flights to Darwin, believe it or not. So yeah, that's, it's just been hectic and I'm so sorry. I feel like I've been a bit absent from social media, but we've been trying to reschedule shows. So just quickly, uh, bear with me if you're an international person or you don't give a shit about my stand-up shows, but the, uh, Adelaide show this Thursday, obviously South Australia closed their border. So I wouldn't have been out of come anyway. Um, that is, uh, now rescheduled to August 12th and also they're now in a lockdown. So it doesn't matter. Um, 
My Perth and Bunbury show is still going ahead. Please to God come because I'm sitting in a hotel room for two weeks just to do them. So please, 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 please come. And Queensland also will be going ahead because I'm not going to go back to Victoria uh, until I finish this tour. Uh, I'm not going to go near a hot spot. It's so funny to me as well. Oh, wait, just I'll get onto that. But just before I finish, uh, the Melbourne shows that were supposed to be this weekend when the lockdown happened, they are now... You, you've got an email, but they're now October 2nd, October 9th, and 10th. And depending on which show you book to, you will have already know that. You should anyway. Just check your emails or send us a message or whatever. Um, yeah, people have been asking me. Okay, here's the thing. I expect dumb messages because that's what I've vented myself into. You know, I've, I do social media. That's where all the dumbest people in the world are collectively together. All at the same time. So you got to expect dumb people. Now I'm part of the problem. I post dumb shit. I like to think that I post funny, dumb things. But I obviously, sometimes I just say dumb things on podcasts. That's the curse of recording yourself for three hours a week. You're going to say some dumb shit. But the amount of dumb messages I get back truly astonishes me. Now you expect it, and yes offense, from Americans. You expect it from them, right? Because they're, let's be honest... Ignorant, not very intelligent. I don't actually care about the rest of the world. You, I often get, uh, when are you coming to the US? Like US tour next month? <laughs> like, it's insane. And I get it because it's all opened up there. They they don't know. International travel's banned in Australia right now. By the way, just for any international people, it's not happening anytime soon. I can't wait for it to happen once the world opens back up. But um, I don't particularly want to go there either because you guys still have COVID. Um. So that's that's the thing. Um, so you expect that. When, when I get messages from international people, I don't get annoyed. I, I kind of just laugh and go, oh, that's funny. They have no idea what's happening in the world. They just like, like what, why, why aren't Australians touring here right now? It's crazy. <laughs> that's fine. <sighs> when you get it from your own countrymen and women, that's disappointing. Got like five messages this week. And it happens all the time. And that's fine. And it's lovely that people want to come see me live. Not mad about that. Getting people like, hey, I saw your tour list. Where's Sydney? <laughs> Why aren't you coming to Sydney this month? <laughs> Dude. Oh my God, is your brain painted on? The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Where's your Sydney show at? Firstly... Did it last month. It was awesome. You missed it. Sorry. Secondly, and most importantly, <laughs> can't get there. Your borders are closed, right? Because you fucked it. You can't have nice things. And thirdly, <laughs> are you going to be supplying my ventilator after the show? Or do I have to supply my own? There is no way anyone in their right mind is like, yep, I'm going to have a few hundred people in a room in Sydney right now. Not only is it not legal, um, but even if even if it was, sounds like a great idea. I swear to God, I get these messages. Where's your Wollongong show at? <sighs> Pretty close to Sydney. Can't go to New South Wales. Also just did there. And that's fine. It just, it made, dude, when I got like a few Sydney ones this week, I fucking laughed. <laughs> Imagine having that much of like, just like a dumb... Brain. I don't know even what the word is. Imagine being that self-involved where you're like, 
and some of them get aggressive like fuck you dude you go to everywhere else but sydney eat shit you're like jesus christ what's the point of school why did i go for like 13 years like i guess i got more out of it than some people because i i like to think i'm not that dumb you know i'm i'm pretty pretty strange i do some debatable things say some debatable things but I'm not like messaging Carl Barron like, bro, come to a show this weekend in Melbourne, dude. It's going to go off. <laughs> I'm like not messaging international bands like, hey, Blink-182. Firstly, Mark, sorry, not a great example at the moment, Mark. Hope your recovery goes well from cancer. That was really sad, actually. A few people messaged me about that. Uh, not good news at all. I should have used another band. All right, let's go with Fallout Boy. Hey, Fallout Boy. <laughs> Didn't hear your last four albums, but um, was thinking maybe come back down to Australia where we're currently locked in our houses and not allowed to leave. Come to a show. I bet that's that they got that message on their Instagram. I bet Patrick Stump and Pete Wentz checked their DMs this week and there was some dude from Sydney like, bro, come to a show in like Bondi. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Some people are just... Incredible. Like, and those people should be nurtured and saved. We should start like a GoFundMe to get a brain transplant or something. You know, there's no, really, there's no value in me making fun of them on a podcast. We should be trying to help these people from their um, just disability, which is the fact that they, um, their their brain their doesn't function like mine then when I was trying to say that, you know maybe I maybe I should start a GoFundMe, you know guys support the Luke brain. See that's pretty awesome. So we rock up to Darwin right, and it's hot, sweaty. I'm wet right now. Moisture is the best way to describe this state. Like you know how on other states regos they're like Victoria, a uh, a great place to be or whatever our slogan is. Darwin should be moist. That's it. Just one word, you know, just synonyms for humidity is how I describe this place. I'm not allowed to leave the room. The aircon is good and I'm still a dripping. So, because I just like turn in the aircon, then I get cold. Then I've now I've turned it off and now I'm dripping again. Where's the goddamn remote in here? Uh, I'm at, uh, it's back on now. Whew. So, um, I'm going to put it on quiet mode. Who wouldn't put it on quiet mode? I'm just looking at the remote here. It says quiet mode. It's like, yeah. No shit. Who the fuck would want it loud? Like, no, nah, actually, I want to hear it cooling me down. That's soothing. So I'm going through the airport and um, I'm really run down because I've had like two hours sleep. So I'm sneezing, coughing, and honestly freaking out that I have COVID. Like, you know that little part in the back of your mind for the last two years that whenever you're sick, this happened to me like three times, you know, you get like the sniffles, you get flu symptoms and you're like, oh shit. Like, but I didn't really realize until I like got off the plane. I was all good. Then I got off the plane and I was like, oh my God, like I'm, I haven't slept in like two days. I just felt like shit. And then I just hadn't really coughed or anything. Then I just, oh, oh, oh. and Meg gives him these eyes. She's like, don't do it. Like we're just about to go through the customs, like the COVID customs area. And we're the only people who like aren't returning residents from New South, like, from Northern Territory. We're like the only people from Melbourne just coming here, right? And I'm just like, oh, oh. I just go, ah, oh, two, 
all the COVID marshals look up and then I, <laughs> then she just goes, I get up. She's like, so do you have any symptoms? And I'm like, uh, um, I just had an itchy nose <laughs> and I was technically, I wasn't lying before then. I didn't have any symptoms, but then after that, I was like, oh my God, maybe I've got it. And, um, they've tested me. I don't have it. So that's good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Rona free. I'm just, uh, you know, I was a rundown boy. Because I've been doing too much shit. I'm just so stressful. Not knowing where you're going to be tomorrow in the world. I don't know. That's It's weird for like this climate as well. Because I'm really doing everything I can to get these shows. And I'm doing everything legally. Everything. You know, I'm just like trying to... Really, I'm looking for loopholes, I guess. I mean, it's not unsafe. I'm doing two weeks quarantine. It's just annoying for me. If anything, it's just... The reason why no one else is doing this is because it's fucking shit. <laughs> like I got here, I was like, it's probably full of a bunch of other comedians trying to do their tours. Nah. I speak to all the neighbors because like what it is, it's like little portable classrooms, right? I can chuck in a little photo, I guess. Um, it's little portable classrooms. Think of like a school camp and your teacher's accommodation if it was on like a remote farm. That's what the quarantine facilities here are like. They're not that bad. They're actually quite good. Supposedly one of the better ones in the country because it's not like an actual hotel apartment block. It's just one story little cabins. And I have my own room and Meg has her own room. We're allowed to go in between each other's rooms because uh, we're like de facto couple because um, we've been living together for over a year. So that's good. Um, so yeah, we're just... We're allowed to like just hang out together. We're both got our own shower. It's actually not that bad. Single beds, which is honestly, I mean, I hope I hope Meg doesn't hear this, but fuck, I've had like a great sleep <laughs> the last three nights. Oh my god, single bed, dude, take me back to the good old times. Like we have a double at home. We never, we don't even have a queen, so it's just home, ain't it? Everyone always goes, oh, it must be so nice to go home to your own bed and i'm always like nah dude queen beds on tour rip love it when i go home i'm like oh god and i feel bad because i just like you know meg starfishes the shit out of it because she's a female massive generalization 100 percent true stereotypes are real because because they're spot on right so she's starfishing it right because she's female and just spreads her shit and i then get stuck with like a third now, I know that's like an old married person thing to say, but it's never spoken more truth on the podcast before, probably. So, I'm great to have a normal sleeping-sized area to myself, which is wild. And would she dispute those claims? Probably. She might argue that I spread. I try. I love spreading my shit. I just don't have the opportunity at home. You know, I that's why guy, I reckon that's why guys manspread on trains because they don't get the opportunity to do it anywhere else. So, like, get in a public setting. They're like, oh, thank fuck. I can spread my balls away from my thighs for once. This is great. Um, So, yeah. I did a fat old sneeze at customs. It took us, like, four hours to be processed. We waited at the airport for a bit. Biggest regret of the trip so far was I kind of didn't really think about what the food was going to be like here. Now, it's not bad. It's actually fine. It's just I'm a fussy eater. And it's a really you get what you're given type situation. And I don't like 80% of shit I get given because I'm fussy. I'm a fuss pot. And that's very on brand 
All right. If it's not KFC on Mountain Dew, I'll sniff it and probably just put it put it away. Um, I just like basic shit. We actually got a Palmer last night in a little container. That was weird. It was sloppy, but I didn't care. It was amazing. It was through the first night. It was like chicken and prawns. I don't like prawns, so I didn't even eat that. Um, I ate like Meg's turkey thing. Thank God Meg's here because I've just been eating whatever she gets that's like good. I'll just like eat her shit and we usually just swap because we usually want to anyway. Um, otherwise I'd be dead. I went to bed hungry like three nights in a row. Like I felt like I, like I, yeah, I just felt underprivileged for like a couple of nights. I was like, is this what poverty feels like? I went to bed hungry and I hated it. So, um, give generously, support me on Patreon. It won't help this situation. Uh, but we actually have done a click and collect order just so I have bananas and snacks. You know, got some scotch fingers, I think, which I'm pretty excited about. So, yeah, that wasn't a knock on the door, by the way. I'm just knocking. What was I talking about? Don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm a fussy eater. So, like, they... Dude, like, I've been eating, like, whatever I can eat. I just, like, eat the fruit. I've been smashing watermelon. There's not many things on the menu that I enjoy. Um, Oh, yeah, my biggest regret... Is they're at the airport. They're like, oh, before you go, do you want us to like go get you hungry jacks or something like that? We can bring it back to you. And I was like, ah, oh, no, I'm not really hungry. Idiot. Could have got a whopper before I came in here for two weeks. The most foolish decision I've made in quite some time. Um, and if I did this again, would not make the same mistake. That's for sure. Hey, fellas, what's cooler than being cool? Smooth nuts. I can't hear ya. I said, what's cooler than being cool? The new Manscaped 4.0, the sponsors of this podcast. We love Manscaped here because, guys, this is an exclusive. They've made a new shaver. (laughs) Here I am last week talking about the bloody 3.0. Like, yeah, guys, best shaver in the game. Little did I know they were working hard away in the lab on the 4.0, making the precision engineered tools that you need for your family jewels now that rhymes did they tell me to say that Uh uh-huh did i enjoy saying it (laughs) absolutely that's a fucking good slogan um guys use code basic if you want to get the new uh manscaped lawnmower uh guys dude nothing worse than having hairy nuts i'm in sweaty darwin at the moment my nuts would reek even harder than they already do if they were disheveled and hairy, but they're not. They're smooth and stinky. So, you know what? And they wouldn't be stinky if I had have balled up my ball, ball, ball turner. What's it called, Meg? Oh, it comes with ball deodorant as well, which Meg's here watching me. Let's just not beat around the bush here. Well, there's no bush. Let's just not beat around my smooth balls. She sniffed them before, after the, the ball deodorant. She was pleasantly surprised. You did. I said, sniff this. I literally said, sniff these nuts. And she went, oh, damn. Get on board. She'd use Manscaped. Uh, sorry, she'd use code BASIC for 20% off and free shipping if I didn't already have it. 100%. Because it's actually a good gift for girls as well. And especially if you've got one of those boyfriends that always likes the new thing. This is the new thing. So get around uh, the new Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, it's amazing. Um, I actually haven't had it yet because I'm in hotel quarantine i just know it's amazing but here's reese who has got it sent it's currently waiting on my doorstep i think at home um we're gonna have to get someone to pick that up but um or if someone can work out my address free shaver uh 
Uh, Reese, how is it, mate? Thanks, Luke. The lawnmower 4.0 is great, and uh, because of the lawnmower 4.0, I now have smoother nuts. Now back to you. Wow, that good, huh? Well, guys, you heard it there first. Use code BASIC for 20% off and free shipping straight to your door. Back to the podcast. So here's the thing. Meg, my girlfriend, is the most beautiful person on planet Earth. Now, that's just a fact. The problem with that is she's the most beautiful person on planet Earth and it's fucking annoying, right? I don't want to speak to people here. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to do my quarantine, hopefully at a show in Darwin, by the way. Should have said that at the start. Check my website. It might already be on sale. If you're from Darwin, get on down. Um, it's probably going to be next weekend. So it's going to be, it's going to happen quick. It's going to come and go like that. So get on down. I'd love to see you there. But anyway, she's a beautiful person, which means she just makes friends everywhere she goes. You have to wear your mask on the balcony. You are allowed to, you're just not allowed to move out past your balcony unless you're walking to the bin which is objectively the highlight of every single day when i get to walk five steps across to the bin and five steps back oh my god that's my heaven you don't realize you know it's the first time in my life i've ever been excited to take out the bins you don't realize how good you have it at home that you can walk down the driveway even in a lockdown and then walk back I, I took the bins out i got meg to take photos of me i was like oh, i'm going on my big adventure i felt like bilbo baggins at the start of The Hobbit, I'm going on an adventure. And I've got like a rubbish bag and I put in the bin. I'm like, all right, I'm coming back. And then I, it's done. That was the adventure. Um, but, you know, they'd still make a fucking, fucking three movies out of it, wouldn't they? <laughs> so, um, yeah, Meg, she's a lovely human, which means she talks to the neighbors. Day one, I warned her. She went out. She's like, hey, guys. They're like, hey, there's an old couple. They're lovely. Right. They... Look, I made the dumb decision of telling the guy directly opposite. And he was the guy who came out before, right? I'd, I'd, I have no idea if he can hear me. If he can, if he can hear me right now, the next 12 days, I'm fucked. Because I'm about to talk some mad shit. He's a lovely old guy, but I'm still going to talk some mad shit about him. So if he can hear me right now, oh, I'm not going to leave this room for the next 10 days. So let's hope he can't. First day, they're on their balcony. When we come in, we get chatting. I go inside and I go, Meg, do not keep chatting to these people because then we can't enjoy the balcony because we're opposite them. They're always on the balcony. They're there right now. They're probably there right now. Yeah, the wife is. They're always there. So I was like, we can't go on the balcony now unless we want to chat. So if we want fresh air, it comes with 20 minutes of old white people conversation. Now, I'll, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Angry Lebanese girls and old white people are the worst people on the planet. <laughs> Big call, I know. Big call. Maybe drunk angry Lebanese girls when, on a night out at a nightclub. Just an absolute, I cannot deal with those people, right? I can't deal with, get the fuck out. I don't like that energy and I also don't like... Look, old white people, they're cute, but they're also actually not that cute. They're just kind of the worst. They mean well, and that's what sucks about it because you can't be like, get mad at him. At least you can retaliate if there's some girl just in your face at a nightclub because you pushed accidentally pushed in front of her when you didn't realize there was a line 
you know, whatever. <laughs> There's going to be like an angry Lebanese girl listening. It's going, what the fuck? I'm not the worst. <laughs> you proved my point if you're thinking like that. Um, <laughs> so these white people, right? They're opposite us. They go, oh, wh- where are you guys from? You guys also from Darwin? Because why else would you be here if you're not returning to your home? Right? They're like, they're like no, we're actually from Victoria. They're like, oh, you're on holiday. We're like, no. They're like, well, why are you here? I then get into this weird spot where I'm like, ugh, I don't want to tell them that I do comedy because that sucks because I'm going to have to deal with that for two weeks. But also, I don't want to lie to them and be like, oh, I'm here for archery. Because that's what I usually tell people. I usually just tell people that I'm a professional archer. And I, I know nothing about archery, but I just try and bullshit my way through that because it's easier than hearing the same three things you get after telling someone you do comedy. You, oh, do you like Carl Barron? Um, oh, what's it like to bomb? And, oh, man, you must have some pretty... Oh, and then it's just tell us a joke. Like, tell us a joke is probably the most common one, um, which he did immediately. So I go, oh, I don't want to lie to this guy for two weeks. I just can't be bothered to keep up this lie. For like 12 more days. So I go, oh, I just tell them the truth. I'm like, we're here to, hopefully doing a show. We need to go to Perth. So we're quarantining here. He goes, you're a comedian. I go, fuck me. And he just goes, well, (laughs) I'm expecting a joke every day. One joke a day keeps the doctor away. And then the doctor came in and he was just like, hey, shh, get out of here. We've got a comedian. Dude. I wanted to like throw my chair, the only thing, the only weapon I had near me, just across it, because I'm not allowed to go over there, you know, and actually physically assault him. I just wanted to like throw my chair across the balcony, across like the little path between us. Be like, never fucking say that again. Then for the next, God, I hope he can't hear me. (laughs) God. And then they were just like, dude, and you know what? This is what makes me angry. They're so nice. They're such lovely people. I'm just an asshole. And I just don't want to... I'm not here to make friends. And I'm sorry. I love making new friends. I like going to pubs to make friends. Like, if, if we were at a pub, I'd actually probably get around that guy. I just... The, it, the fact that I have to be friends with him for two weeks stresses me out. I don't need that. I got a lot of stuff to do. I'm working every day. He's already disrupted me from working, like, multiple times. Like, if I don't upload, blame the dude opposite me. Because I, yesterday I faked a phone call. We're just sitting out there. He's telling me all these old Jewish jokes. He's like, like old, I don't even know if it was like, a, well, I don't know if he's Jewish. I have no idea. But he like, all, he's only just told me Jewish jokes. And then Meg's like being super nice to him. Because she, again, she's the most beautiful person on the planet. She's laughing along. By the end of it, I'm just stone cold. I just go, aha, yeah. And he goes, well, that's, and so that's funny because, and he like goes on to explain the joke and I'm like yeah yeah no I got it yeah <laughs> but he can't see me under my mask that I'm just like hating it so like my eyes are going keep keep going man but my mouth is going um where I'm like you know trying to bite down on the cyanide pill that I regret not putting in my mouth before this trip right I was like oh, fuck Wait, how do I get out of my this situation just anything oh there it is <laughs> So I just do an asshole thing and I just go, fuck it. And I pull my phone out of my pocket and I go, hello? Meg knows what I'm doing. She knows. She knows like, who, the, who the fuck is calling me, right? No one's called me since I've got here. I mean, I've got a couple of calls, but 
I just go, I'm not even a good actor as well. I go, huh, mate, sorry, I've got to go inside. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. And I just like, I kind of mime to the guy, sorry, mate, can't chat. I just walk inside. I don't even bother to even keep pretending that I'm on the phone, really. Even when I get to the door, I just, I just kind of walk inside. <laughs> then two minutes later, I call Meg to get her out. And she, she probably doesn't want to be there, but she's too nice to do anything about it because she's a beautiful person. And, um, and I appreciate the girl on the other side. Actually, you know what? I think I, we would chat to her because she's kind of younger and stuff, but she hasn't even bothered, which I kind of respect. You know, there's one, we have another neighbor on the side of us. She could have engaged. We both just were like, no, nah, we're never going to see each other again. What's the point? You know, and, and that says a lot about our generation is what's the point? <laughs> but anyway, so I can't go out of my balcony now. So I literally can't, cannot get fresh air unless I want to be lectured about what a good joke is, what makes a good premise and what I'm not doing wrong. And he was really disappointed when I told him that I don't really talk about serious stuff. He goes, oh, so you like... Because he really likes political comedy, this guy. And he goes, so what do you talk about? And I can't just be like, come. Oh, even though that's accurate, you can't break, a, break his dream like that. And I just go, oh, nothing in particular. Just whatever I find funny, you know. And he's just like, so like, you know, like what's happening in the news, your COVID stuff. I'm like, oh, I've got a couple of jokes about COVID. And then start telling him the bit. And he's like, oh, it's mainly just about babies' names. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's not really about COVID because that, you know, that would be boring. I don't want to talk about the news. And he's just, he's so disappointed that I don't like the same comedy as him because I think he got really excited when I had like an interesting job because I wasn't like, okay, I'm an accountant or whatever. Um, he, he got really excited and then I just like really poo-pooed his expectations immediately. So anyway, that sucks. So I can't get fresh air because I get bombarded with questions about, you know, what else? So yeah, Meg just like, I don't know. I've told her stop befriending people. It's in her nature. She's beautiful. And I hate that that's how good my life is. That I'm... Guys, my girlfriend's so fucking caring. She's so beautiful. Lovely. She gives a shit about other people. My life sucks. (laughs) That's how good my life is. That I'm complaining about how lovely my girlfriend is. Sometimes I wish she was just like... More of an asshole. (laughs) Like me, you know, that's like the only time where we differ, I guess, is just like in situations like this where I'm like, don't talk to them. And straight away, I'm talking to Lewis over the phone. I go, Lewis, Meg engage with the neighbors. Lewis just goes, no, what do you do? Why would you talk to that? And I was like, that's what I said. Why would you day one of 14? We're not here. Oh, we're here to like make sure we don't have COVID. I'm not here to like, I don't, I don't want a pen pal at the end of this. It's as simple as that. I'm sorry. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. I thought it would be fun to bring my PlayStation here. <laughs> Idiot. I packed it. I bubble wrapped it. I've got the bubble wrap here, right? I really tried to give myself something to do because when I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, hotel quarantine. I've been in heaps of hotels. There's always a pretty good TV, you know, usually. Um, not the case. My dick is bigger than this TV and I'm white as hell. I can't see shit. I'm wearing my glasses. I'm squinting, trying to play Tony Hawk. I'm like, I can't even see my character. It's it's like, I'll chuck in a photo, but it's I'll probably put a photo up on my Instagram. It's kind of funny. It's just on, one of those ones like kind of a similar to a hospital where it's just on the wall above and I have a remote that's just free to wear TV 
and um, I've had to prop my PlayStation up on a chair to even get the HDMI cable to reach. It is grim scenes here. So, guys, I'm I'm going to lengths to do these shows, and boy, oh boy, it would mean a lot if you came along. I can't believe this is my life, dude. I'm in Darwin, sweating my neats off. <sighs> I have the weirdest life. It's actually so fun. I don't know why I'm complaining. It's just kind of funny. I just find myself in situations where I'm like, dude, I was not expecting this one. This one was a curveball. You know, the other one where we got stuck in Queensland, that was pretty on brand and I wasn't too mad about it. This one's interesting because I'm like, I'm not thrilled. I'm constantly hungry because I'm so fussy. Now, instead of changing that about myself, I have a fridge here full of food. Just don't like it. Don't really want to eat it. So I'm just going hungry. That's how stubborn and childish I am. I will eventually eat it, but I'm just putting it off until I actually feel so physically sick that I will eat whatever like weird fruit Danish they've packed for me today. Uh, they, they gave me jelly the other day. I threw that down like a maniac. Just <laughs> slurped it all in. And then Meg didn't get any jelly. So shitty. Um, oh, what else have we got? Oh, the Olympics is starting this week. That's cool. It's been five years since one. Um, it was supposed to be last year, wasn't it? Tokyo... Um, now I don't know if I actually said this on record. I think I might've, but I've definitely said it a bunch of times behind the scenes just cause you know, I've got obviously my friend Jared, who's been in the podcast. He's, uh, going to do the Paralympics in Tokyo, which is happening just after the Olympics. Uh, I was talking to him about, it. I'm like, dude, do you reckon it's even going to go ahead? And he was like pretty confident. And I was just like thinking like, this is insane. They're getting everyone from around the world. 11,000 athletes plus staff, volunteers, uh, I'm not even sure there's going to be crowds, all in an Olympic village. Do you know how many different strains of COVID are going to get back to each individual country after the Olympics is finished? And I know that they're going to take precautions, but the Olympics hasn't even started. It starts on Friday and there's three cases already and the news is like, what the hell? How have they had three cases? No shit, dude. They're sharing accommodation with people from all around the world. And everyone's like, oh, scratching their heads. How did this happen? Jesus, this wasn't likely at all. It's going to run rampant. I will, well, I don't know if I want to make that prediction. I reckon maybe they'll call off a few events and stuff. If it gets real bad. They may actually call off the Olympics. Who knows? Maybe that's my prediction. I may be wrong on this one, but I'm going to stand by it. I don't think... Everything, oh, that's that's probably pretty obvious that not everything in the Olympics will go ahead. I reckon like by week two, they might consider shutting it down maybe. That's my prediction. And there was that story about the anti-sex beds. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was like, there's clearly not much else in the world happening right now other than COVID. So when a news story hits, people jump on it. Um, I actually got a few new weird news stories coming up. I might actually save them for next week because some of them are pretty funny. But um. <laughs> So, yeah, these anti-sex beds, there's like pictures of these beds that the athletes were sleeping on in the Olympic Village got released online and they're just cardboard beds. And everyone was like, they're designed to crumple in when you have two people on them or with sudden movement. And I was just thinking, I saw this news article and I was just thinking, 
do they really think that's going to stop them from fucking? You've got people in their 20s and 30s in their physical prime. And they're like going to be scratching their heads going, Jesus, how else could I root? There's weightlifters going, man, I can lift 200 kilos. I don't know how else I'd... Yeah, fuck, they've got me. These beds are just... That's going to stop me. (laughs) Uh, That's so funny. They're going to be just like... All the athletes, you're going to be looking at how scuffed their elbows and knees are. Just going to have rashes all over their knees while running around the track in Tokyo. Just like, well, we couldn't fuck in the bed, so what else did you want me to do? Uh, And I hear it's the first year that they haven't provided them with condoms because they don't want to encourage roots. Now, it turns out, and there's probably already a comment below this, it was a fake story. Yes, it was actually a fake... It was fake news, guys. It's it's just to be environmentally friendly. Now, would have it been as fun if I'd have just been like, so it turns out it was just for environmental reasons. Not at all, you know, but it was a fun journey, you know, with the whole um, implying that they'd be fucking on all fours part about a minute ago. That was a bit of fun, right? But turns out it was uh, it was a fake story. Uh, athlete posted a video on Twitter, just jumping up and down on the bed and it's not crumpling. And it turns out that um, they just wanted to be environmentally friendly, but they also are encouraging people for COVID reasons to not do roots. But guys, they're like, they're just like you and me, you know, they're in, they're in another country. Uh, they've worked a l- very hard to be there. There's going to be roots, you know, if you, you're a single Australian man, right? You've got a great bod. You're a swimmer. You've been, let's be honest, training three or four times a day for the last two years during COVID. You probably haven't had a lot of time. Then some beautiful European, you know, the European volley, beach volleyball team rolls in. You know, the Swiss volleyball team. You make eye contact in the hallway. You look at your cardboard bed. You're going, I don't give a fuck if it folds in. This is happening. Dude, I'd rather get all the variants of COVID. You know what I mean? Like, these guys and these girls, they're all hot. They're all some of the hottest young people with the best bodies in the world in a village together. And the Olympic Committee's like, let's try not to do many routes. Get out of here. These people are at their physical prime. There will be fucking this Olympics. Not many events may go ahead, but... You know, now with no condoms, a few elite babies will be made. That's for sure. That's one guarantee. I cannot guarantee. I mean, I can't guarantee anything. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Darwin. But, I'm, you know, I'm not going to suggest that the Olympics will take place. You know, hopefully a few events go ahead. Hopefully it all goes ahead. I could be completely wrong. But what will happen is a bit of canoodling. For sure. Um, looking forward to it. Can't wait to watch how physically exhausted. That's the one thing. I want to I wanna watch a guy just pull out of the 800 meters puffed because he just had a mad route the night before. You know, I. it's just, you can't stop that. Good luck. You know, oh, we're not going to provide him with condoms. Great. You've made the situation worse because now in 20 years, there's going to be a bunch of horny babies that have been conceived at Tokyo 
also run around. They're like super athletes banging each other and you've now you've created a population problem. So, yeah, Tokyo, probably th- should have thought ahead on that one. Still supply condoms. Like, have you seen these divers, dude? These blokes? They're ripped. They're, they, I don't even know why you have to be ripped to do diving, but they all are. I feel like you could be like, have a dad bod and still not get a sp- much of a splash if you got down the technique. Why are like, even I bet like people who do fencing are hot. Like and they don't even have to be because they're wearing masks and I bet they're still hot. They always are. Swimmers, I don't know, what's the hottest sport? Probably swimmers, beach volleyball, traditionally. That's just like traditionally hot girl sports, I guess, because they're not wearing clothing. Often water spate, water Water-based sports are traditionally considered the hottest because it's, you know, less clothing. But, you know, maybe, I don't know about shooting, never really watched it, but maybe there's some hotties in the, in the shooting team. Maybe there's some good-looking blokes and girls in there, just who knows? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, the Olympics is going to be on 24-7. I'm a little two-inch TV in here because uh, that's... All I can watch is free-to-air TV. So, yeah, definitely am going to be seeing... You know what? Next week, I guess I'll have an answer for you. I'll write that down. What's the hottest sport? Reese, remind me to talk about that. <coughs> i watch as many sports as possible. And uh, Sound of Blow, what do you think the hottest sport's going to be um, going around? Maybe like the, uh, you know, what's a, what's a country? Maybe like the, the Lithuanian netball team is just going to fire up this year. Or, you know, that some of the blokes play, playing handball from uh, Norway. Maybe they're a bunch of hunks. Got no idea. But either way, looking forward to uh, seeing what happens at the Olympics. Whether it's roots, sport, or just a COVID cancellation. Either way, it's going to be interesting. So um, before we wrap up, I'll do one news story. Um, I'm not going to do the hour today, just straight up. Because um, next week, I know I'm going to have nothing to talk about. This week... There was least the added excitement of like, well, I'm in a room. But then I, I promise you that between now and the next podcast, I will have most likely done nothing except maybe I'll have a few more stories from the bloke across the thing. <laughs> One thing I am considering doing here is uh, when you go and airdrop on the Mac, a bunch of people's airdrop things on, I'm thinking of airdropping people funny pictures. Uh, cause you don't really see many people. They probably won't know who it is. Just like a picture of like chicken little, something like that. Just something weird. So I'll let you know if I decided to airdrop strangers, random things. There's not a lot here to do for excitement. So I'm looking around. Yep. Probably just going to do that during the week in my free time. <laughs> I'm honestly just like editing videos, um, doing admin and yeah, trying to sell at these shows, like pumping out content. So Come along, LukeKidger.com. I'm going to great lengths to make this stand-up tour go ahead. So I'd appreciate it if you are, yeah, came out to a show to mean the world. Um, this one, I'll talk about this next week. But um, uh, actually, you know, I'll talk about it next week. This one, I'll talk about the other news story next week. This one is pretty funny as well. Man 18 rescued from hole he dug in uh, New Key Beach after it collapsed on him. This is like a real thing. I don't know where New Key Beach is, but uh, someone... It's, it's like the everyone's biggest fear. Have you ever dug a hole so big 
on the beach that you just collapse in on yourself. And my favorite part of this article, right, it was like the force said that friends and beachgoers all work together to dig the man's safety. So he dug a hole so deep, he just buried himself alive, right, because it collapsed on him. This is what I think is the guy was 18 and the police have gone, you wouldn't dig a hole in the garden and let your children climb in, so please don't let them do it on a beach either. He's not a child. He's 18. That was a grown-ass boy. Not really man, I guess, if he's digging holes that big on a beach. But that was a grown-ass dude just going, fuck it, I'm going to dig a two-meter-deep hole. Oops, accidentally suffocated myself. And he had to go to hospital and shit. Actually, you know what, guys? That one, funnier in hindsight. When you say it out loud, hope the guy's okay. <laughs> you read that news story amongst the other COVID and bullshit that's happening in the world. You're like, that's a bit fun. A guy buried himself on a beach, almost killed himself with sand. That's a bit of fun compared to the other horrible things happening all around the world. Then you say it out loud, you realize, um, actually just a novelty sad story, that one. <laughs> I have a really good story about, there's a great news story about uh, the most expensive stamp ever. And I, I was going to talk about it. I'll talk about it next week because I actually want to go into it. And um, yeah. We've just hit 50 minutes. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for uh, tuning in to the podcast. Oh, dude, I'm so excited to talk about this next week. This guy bought a $6.2 million stamp, but I'll fill you in. Dude, it was fucking crazy. So, um, yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Come see a show. Uh, have you got any questions about any of the shows? I should probably also say, if anyone's still listening, I should have said this at the start. Canberra has been rescheduled due to covid because um, I don't want to go near there. Uh, and also, different places aren't letting in Canberra at the moment, so I won't be able to get to Queensland or South Australia or whatever the night after if I do Canberra. So anyway, Canberra's been rescheduled to September 16th, I believe, and Harvey Bay is now August 25th as well. Guys, that's it. See you later. Wish me luck uh, with the conversations during the week that I'm going to have to have on the balcony. And yeah, let's hope I still have my sanity in seven days' time. That'll be interesting. Check in on me next week to see if I've still got me marbles. Um, cool. See ya. <laughs>